0: Hello, and welcome to The View from University Heights, a podcast devoted to the people, the programs, and the experience of Bronx Community College. I'm Michael David Quinn, Senior Editor at the BCC Office of Communications and Marketing, and I'm coming to you from Gould Memorial Library, one of the classic architectural masterpieces of the great Stanford White that have earned this campus the designation of National Historic Landmark And we're the only community college in America with that distinction, by the way. But it's what happens inside of our buildings that is the real treasure and miracle of Bronx Community College. Today, for instance, we're going to be looking at BCC's amazing media and digital film production program that's part of the Department of Communications, Arts, and Sciences I'm going to be talking in a few minutes with a recent graduate of the program, who just won first place in the annual BCC Film and Video Festival. But before that, I'd like to welcome Professor Jeffrey Wasatsky, the director of the film program, the founder of the festival, and all kinds of other exciting things that we're about
1: to find out.
0: How are you doing today, Professor Wasatsky?
1: Hi. Michael. Thank you for inviting Joe Henfie and myself for today's
0: podcast. We're very happy to have you. Um, This is really one of the gems of of BCC, a very popular program. But rather than me talking about it, why don't you talk about it? Tell me about
1: the program, what it entails, and where people have been to the program, where they've gone. Okay. um, The Media and Digital Film Production Program offers an AS degree and provides students with a broad foundation in digital production, and it prepares them for a career in television, film and video which makes up a very uh, small fraction of the possibilities for trained media specialists Uh, michael as you know there are major corporations government agencies businesses hospitals and educational institutions that use media to train educate and communicate information and graduates can pursue A career in a variety of settings, including news outlets, uh, editing facilities, advertising agencies, and even drone videography. Uh, So students in the media and digital film production program uh, acquire a diverse set of skills through various media courses and hands-on experiences in studio and sound production, field production, camera operation, lighting, audio, digital graphics, animation, editing, and so on and also the narrative. Um, All degree candidates also complete a final digital media project, and Mm -hmm. I know that Joe Henfrey will be talking to you about that shortly. Yes.
0: Uh, And, of course, New York City is the perfect place for that kind of training. There's a lot of work available,
1: right? Absolutely. Uh, Silver Cup Studios, as you know, has expanded to Silver Cup North here on Locust Avenue, and we have approximately 7 to 12 interns Interning there throughout uh, both semesters. Um, and this is a wonderful opportunity where our students get uh, training in, in all studio production uh, and post production in New York City. So, this is a great time to be a, a film and television student in New York.
0: Mm-hmm. What kinds of jobs do uh, graduates of this program go on to?
1: You know, many of our students want to get into a union. And as you know, we're affiliated now. Uh, with Local 52, and we'll be having a training program to get our students on the, the long waiting lists uh, to get involved in film and TV production. But many of our students want to be editors. They want to be videographers. They want to be lighting directors. They want to be studio technicians, technical directors, sound engineers. It, it's it's endless, Michael. Look at the credits for any of the Marvel Universe films, mm-hmm. and it, if you really sit through them, it's nine minutes with... Thousands of names, so something to think about next time you're in the theater.
0: So, explain the uh, BCC connection to Local 52. Actually, what is Local
1: 52? Don't we start with that? Sure. Local 52 is the Motion Picture Studio Mechanics Union, and it's broken up. If you go to their website, it's broken mm-hmm. up into several, several um, positions in in film and television. As a matter of fact, the last time I checked, there are over 25 uh, different departments, everything from um, lighting uh, grip, electric, um, even, uh, ammunitions mm. and special effects and props. So it's quite a big union. Um, again, um, people ask me all the time who are not in the program, how come the DGA doesn't have a number attached to it? Or the Screen Actors Guild does not have a number attached to it? Or the Writers Guild doesn't have a number attached to it? They don't, but Local 52 does. Local mm. 600 does. For, for cinematography, local 700 for editing. So there are many locals in in New York City that our students uh, want to want to become a member of.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's another way that BCC film students can get direct connections into the uh, industry yes, by coming here.
1: Absolutely, we're getting calls uh, directed to us uh, about how they can join this local 52 certificate training programs, but. Um, Dean Kenneth Adams, uh, who is coordinating um, the program, uh, will be um, sending out literature soon on when Mm -hmm. the first class and what the criteria will be to get into the program. Mm -hmm.
0: So what are some of the courses that are covered in the program?
1: Students come into the program in the introduction of media and digital film production to sort of Mm -hmm. get an idea of all the many different positions that they can uh, go into and study, um, not only in a union position, but study for as a career. Um, and then they um, go into a, a story development class, a studio production class. We offer two different editing classes Avid Media Composer and, and Adobe Premiere, two of the big editing platforms um, that our students need to learn before they leave here. We also have a audio production Pro Tools class. Students take a three-credit internship and work in the industry before they graduate, and they also have an opportunity to work in a um, to study in an animation and a digital uh, graphics class. Mm-hmm.
0: And you mentioned the drone uh, program. That's very interesting. Yeah,
1: um, about five years ago, we started to purchase drones, and we introduced the drones in in our introduction class, and right up until their final. Uh, thesis film students have an opportunity through the media and digital film club we have workshops to learn how to fly a drone learn how to use it learn how to get good drone videography and uh, we don't have an actual uh, class in it it's sort of uh, a part of many of the classes our studio field production class our studio production class Uh, instructor is actually a certified uh, drone pilot so I, I think as the program um, continues to get involved in drone mm-hmm. videography, um, we'll have more options for students to, to focus more on drone cinematography.
0: Of course, the height of every year for the uh, film program is the BCC Annual Film and Video Festival. Uh, the most recent one was just in June. And with us today is the student who walked away with the first prize in the 26th, I believe, right? It was That's the 26th, correct, 26th. And you were there from the beginning. You started it, right, 26 yes. years yes, ago? Yes, sir,
1: 26 years ago at Cafe 44 on 42nd mm-hmm. and 9th with a bedsheet on the wall and a Super 8 projector.
0: <laughs> well, it's certainly a lot different now because, as I can testify having been to the film festival... It was held at the Theater of the Directors Guild of America on 57th Street, one of the most beautiful uh, movie theaters in the city, with, of course, since it's the Directors Guild, all of the bells and whistles you would want from a major uh, film theater.
1: Absolutely. What a historic place to show student films. So many great... American film directors have premiered their films in that theater, have sat on that stage Mm -hmm. and talked about their films before they were released. So we're in sort of hollow ground. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd now like to introduce a future great filmmaker, uh, Johenfi Duran, who, as I mentioned, won first prize at uh, the Film and Video Festival. And he also won the Milos Forman Memorial Award. Which, this was the first year it was presented?
1: Yes, that's correct. Miloche yeah. was my uh, thesis advisor at Columbia University, and when he passed away last year, I spoke to one of his colleagues at a memorial service, Michael Hausman, and um, this, this is how the award came about.
0: Great. So uh, welcome to The View from University Heights, Johann V. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You just graduated from the program?
2: I did. This past semester, I just graduated.
0: Mm-hmm. And where are you going next?
2: Um, After this, Brooklyn College. That's where I'll be. And the program that you're going to be involved in there is what? Um, It's going to be, it's following the same thing here. as in Mm -hmm. BCC. It's going to be the film production program over
1: there.
0: Professor Wasatsky, we actually have an articulation agreement with uh, Brooklyn
1: College. Yes, we we do. All of Joe Henry's 60 credits will transfer directly to Brooklyn College.
0: And he gets a BA out of it when he's finished.
1: That's correct. Bachelor Mm -hmm. of Fine Arts,
2: correct? Yeah.
0: So, um, we're going to be discussing uh, Johanfi's movie now, and uh, if you actually want to see it, you can go online. He's put it on YouTube. Uh, Just look for his name, uh, J-O-H-E-N-F-Y, Johanfi Duran, and the name
2: of the movie is Chick. And what's it about, Johanfi? So the film is about uh, someone who gets drafted into, well, I I I don't want to say drafted, but gets lured into playing this chess game and without him knowing what's at stake when he actually starts playing it.
0: Yes. By the way, this is, as all the films are, these are five-minute films. Uh, and in the course of the evening of the festival, uh, what was it, a dozen that were shown this year, 12,
1: I believe? 12 five five-minute films.
0: Yeah, and the challenges of a five-minute film are huge. You think, oh, it's only five minutes. No, no, that's the hard part, to completely tell a satisfying story in just five minutes, and I was there. I can tell you, it's really quite wonderful. I don't want to give away the whole story, so we'll try to avoid doing that as we discuss it, but basically it is sort of a thriller supernatural film which you told me uh, before we started recording is a genre that has always interested you
2: yeah i've always been attracted to those kind of mysterious horrorish tension-filled type of films Mm -hmm.
0: what were some of the challenges that you faced putting this movie together for example i i won't be giving it totally away if i mentioned that there's a mysterious chessboard in the attic that begins this film, and you had to do the special effect of an invisible chess game. How'd you do that?
2: Um, There are a lot of challenges that came about when originally creating it from actually being able to put the story together under five minutes, which is Mm -hmm. the challenge that I think a lot of students initially face, because as you said, people think, oh, it's five minutes is not that big of a deal compared to the two hour long movies that Hollywood and other studios produce, but, being able to actually tell a complete story and figuring out, okay, what's the path that we're gonna take? Mm -hmm. That is one of the challenges that we face. And um, one of the other things too is from location to actually figuring out how we were gonna move the chess pieces without actually having anybody there to move it on their own.
0: Yes, I said it was an invisible chess game. Actually, no, it's a chess game that you see taking place, but the other player is invisible. Right. So how did you get uh, the chess board to do all those interesting things?
2: Um, Initially, we thought about using fishing line string, Mm -hmm. like really thin ones, but because of the place that we were in and the lighting situation that was gonna be completely visible. You'll be able to see the string just running right along the chessboard. So my dad actually had the idea to use magnets under it. And after doing a couple of bit of research, I found a website that sold really, really thin magnets, mm-hmm. like almost penny thin that you could place under the board, well, under the chess pieces, and then have another stronger magnet under the board putting it.
0: Mm-hmm. And y- your father was uh, is in uh, TV production,
2: he is, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's doing um, television production over for people in the Dominican Republic. And this was your first uh, screenplay? It was, yeah.
0: What were the challenges involved in that?
2: I think definitely how to structure a screenplay properly Mm -hmm. was one of the challenges. Um, When I first came here to BCC, I didn't really know. Well, I knew about making up our own stories and everything, but not really putting the format for a film.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that's the interesting aspect of this film festival. The students who direct these films really uh, become familiar with every single stage of filmmaking, which after all applies to a uh, five-minute film as much as it's going to apply to a two-hour film. Um, Professor Wasatsky, what did you
1: feel uh, made this film stand out? You know, when originally Joe Henfrey came to class with this story, um, he was concerned about acting. Who would play the roles of uh, in his film? And as you know, casting networks has been working with us for several years now to help students develop an account and bring in actors fairly quickly. How many actors did you? How many resumes did you receive when you posted your ad?
2: Initially, I think it was around 20 something actors, right? And that was per. Um, that was per character for the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was around 20-something for each character that was going to be
1: played. Yeah, so I think you know, having the opportunity to cast his two lead actors as professional actors, I think, made a big difference. And I think, you know, talking to Joe Henfie, um, in class and after class about how he did not want to glorify, you know, the violence or the suspense and horror that happens in in horror or that genre was really interesting and in how mm-hmm. he approached it and I know he had a lot of issues with locations I was getting text messages in the middle of the night about the, where he was going to uh, shoot the film he actually ended up shooting it on campus most of it but he did very creative things as a, as a young filmmaker on how to establish the set how to bring in his talent how to use music I mean all the elements of cinema mm-hmm. were in his film and I think you know, this is a genre that Joe Henfrey will continue to work in And as you know, there's a a big business market for those type of films, and uh, I'm sure that you'll do well. Yes, as
0: I was saying to Jehan the uh, thing that struck me about that film is it's technically a horror film, but one thinks of that as a film involving buckets of blood or something of that sort. And this was a film full of foreboding and and scariness, and it was just simple moments like that chessboard that seemed to have a life of its own. And was very exciting. I have had the opportunity to uh, work with a lot of the filmmakers in the program on their screenplays. And I can tell you that uh, some of the ideas this year, just one right after another, were really good. I was so glad I was not one of the judges who had to pick the winner because the competition this year was amazing. Uh, It's a real definite skill to think of a good story that you can tell in five minutes. And... uh, Jay Henfie did extraordinarily well, and, and uh, many of his co-winners did as well. Yeah. It's a wonderful uh, event, the uh, festival. It has industry people attending and the families of the filmmakers who are always tremendously thrilled to see the work up on this huge screen. And uh, it's a, a real fitting end to the kind of remarkable work that uh, these students do. Um, by the way, Joe Henfrey was telling me that he has been involved in something you can discuss with us as well—the uh, Open Door uh, series that is produced right here at BCC, and now it's on CUNY. Is that correct? Um,
1: shortly, we're, we're getting. Oh, okay. Uh, we're getting a spot, hopefully, for the fall. And what um, is it exactly? Well, Joe Henfrey's been involved in Open Doors uh, from the beginning. Um, this is our third season, and. Um, the Governor's Office for Film and TV introduced me to the director of NIFSFA, which is an upstate group of filmmaker, uh, film schools that don't get really an opportunity to come to New York that often and hear the type of symposiums that um, those of us that live in the five boroughs have the opportunity to do. And that's really how Open Doors came about. Do a live um, webcast on campus, have it archived in the, in the NIFSFA center, Um, for students to uh, look at, and we bring on producers, directors, writers, cinematographers, editors, you name it. Um, Uh, Location scouts, I remember that one. Location scouting, casting directors, and it's a wonderful opportunity for our students to, you know, to learn all the aspects that go into a live broadcast, and now with the show being... um, um, you know, given a spot on Cooney TV, they'll actually have a, a, a resume credit that they worked on a show that was broadcast live um, on Cooney. Uh, so I think it's it's been a wonderful experience for the students and also for the NISFA schools upstate mm-hmm. to uh, get a chance to um, w- listen to these um, wonderful artists and, and technicians talk about their craft.
0: Yes, what's really uh, striking about it is that. Um these, the students get to really hear professionals talk about the real practical aspects of filmmaking, because filmmaking is, of course, a fascinating combination of art and, and craft. Absolutely. You you seem to have something that you... <laughs> no,
1: think. I well, I wanted to just mention, you know, um, I'm so uh, glad that Joe Henfrey was the first recipient of the Milos Forman Memorial Award in... Um, I just would like to read, you know, the plaque. I happen to have a copy of it here. It's only a paragraph, but I, I think Joe Henry really, uh, you know, captures the, the type of student that Milos would have been proud to see receive this award. And again, Joe Henry, for those listeners that were not at the festival, uh, the Milos Forman Memorial Award that you received was um, for your directorial achievement and your generosity of spirit. You know, being a member of the Media and Digital Film Club now for two years and giving back all the wonderful skills that you've learned to a lot of your colleagues uh, working in the speakeasy is really something that uh, um, you know, you should be complimented for and I'm so happy that you received this award. So again, the paragraph that's on your plaque Milos Forman's legacy is that of an internationally acclaimed director whose films like the fireman's ball one flew over the cuckoo's nest and Amadeus have influenced generations of creative artists as a teacher and mentor. He emphasized excellence of craft and moral integrity. He was passionate about freedom of expression and the role of the artist as a committed citizen. He approached his life and his work with unfailing humanity and a wry sense of humor. And you are just a wonderful candidate and a recipient of this award. And I'm, I'm very glad that uh, you received it at the DGA Theater. What a great place to, 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 you know, to honor you.
0: Janvi, what are your plans? uh in the future. Are you you're going to Brooklyn, uh, uh
2: college? Um yeah, I'll be hopefully finishing off in Brooklyn and maybe doing a couple more shorts and seeing how things go from there. Um hopefully finding a job here and there on some of the sets if possible. Um
1: or the local fifty two yeah, program that'll yeah, be
2: to... that'll be perfect. Do you see
0: yourself ultimately as a
2: director or The more I think about it and after having the experience, I did quite enjoy being able to put everything together and finding a group of people, which um, a lot of the friends, too, that were participating in whose films got into the festival um, really did help out making all of this come together. So I do believe I I want to say, yeah, I Mm -hmm. think he's he's going to make a great great director, Mm -hmm. Michael. But
0: along the way, you've got enough practical experience here at BCC and enough training that when you need to earn your living in some other way before you win your Oscar, you'll be able to do that, right?
2: I think so, yeah, definitely. I think BCC isn't like other schools that kind of just put you through the books and then you kind of get the theory of everything. Here is a lot of hands-on, and I do feel that a lot of us, of the students that graduate, kind of get spoiled by... How much experience you actually do end up gaining here, and then when you go somewhere else, it's kind of like not the same experience.
1: Mm-hmm. by the way, Michael Joe Henfrey was a active member in NIFSA and went to sympty events throughout his time here. But for those of you that don't know what NIFSA the acronym is, it's the New York Film and Television Student Alliance, and you can look them up on you know online and see the work that they're doing. So you really have engaged in many, many. Uh, events on campus and organizations, um, which is something that many of our students do do, that after they leave class, they're st- still involved in the film program after hours.
0: Yes, I've certainly noticed that. I mean, that's, that's a trend you often see here at Bronx Community College, that the people who go through here and graduate feel constantly the urge to come back, visit with the professors and with the next crop
1: of students, and maybe pass along some of the things they've learned since. Absolutely, you know, there's a newspaper article that we have hanging up in the editing room where our president, uh, Thomas Sekenebi said, uh, if you go home after class uh, and get back on the train and don't stay on campus for the club experiences that we offer, you're not a true BCC student Mm, in in that way. And I think, Johan, for you, you know, you made sure that you were there for, for many and many of the events that we did on and off campus. Yes, and as uh, people listening to this podcast have certainly picked
0: up, uh, you don't have to have any background in film or TV to get into this program. A lot of people uh, who go into the program are essentially encountering this field for the first time. They're inspired by movies and TV that they enjoy, but this is a program that does not require previous training. We're going to give you the training, which is the whole idea. And as a result, I've met students from remarkably different backgrounds. Uh, But they're all united by uh, their love of uh, film and telling stories visually. That's the interesting thing, Johanvi, about your film. If you listened to the dialogue alone, you'd have no idea what was going on. This story is told visually. Uh, What does the year ahead...
1: Uh, look like for the, uh you know, I think every year we get involved with new sponsors who are working in new city who want to help our students. Um, we just um, set up our first tools of the trade show with B and H, and they'll bring, you know, ten to That's fifteen the photo equipment, photo people. equipment uh, people in New York. But they'll bring vendors here that uh, will show new digital equipment, um, drones, uh, cameras audio equipment, uh, grip equipment, lighting equipment. And, and that's something that um, we, you know, we hope to continue to do with many of the vendors that work in New York. Bring in more uh, opportunities for our students to meet Guild members through the Open Door series. Uh, we have a pizza reception, as you know, after each show. Yes, indeed. And this is where the students um, that attend as a studio audience get a chance to network with our guests and exchange business cards. And I think those type of events for the Media and Digital Film Club, for the Media and Digital Film Production Program, um, NISFA Group, all the other uh, clubs that we have within the program, the um, SMPTE Club, you know, who go on technical visits every every month in New York at every major TV station. It's to take the program skills that you learn, and then on the weekends and in the evening, uh, David and I just attended a a recent local 652 event, over the uh, two-day event, some of the world's great cinematographers uh, showing how they light a set. But I think as we continue to have those after hours extracurricular experiences with our students throughout the year, it sort of completes the program. Mm-hmm. because um, you know a lot of our students just eat this up. they don't have an opportunity to get into these events, but here they have a they have a ticket. Uh, to get in, and uh, at first, uh, first, it's not first come, first serve. They're in the program. Mm-hmm. They're in those events. They want to participate, and you know, put some skin in the game. We'll make sure that they get a front row seat. That's terrific.
0: I uh, have been looking forward to uh, today's podcasts and so I want to thank uh, Professor Jeffrey Wasatsky and Jehanvi Duran, our filmmaker, for coming here today. I'd like to thank our engineer, David Diaz. Thank you, David. This has been The View from University Heights, a podcast devoted to the people, programs, and the experience of Bronx Community College. And if you would like to be a part of our community of dreamers, strivers, and achievers, no problem. Go to our website. It's www.bcc.cuny.edu. www.bcc c-u-n-y dot e-d-u it's a whole new revamped website, it'll give you a real feel for what happens when you come here and something you might want to consider alright, so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time on The View from University Heights